us, Lord, to, to be a part of this ministry also, Lord. Multiply the tithes and the offerings, Lord. Would you continue to bless the vision, Lord, that Pastor started in our hearts, Lord, and just continue guiding us, Lord, in everything. We're so grateful, Father, for uh, your love. We ask, Lord, that uh, your word speak to us, Lord, this morning, that it speaks life to us, Father, and just continue to guide us, Lord, through your word, your precious word, Father. We ask this all in your precious and holy name, in the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Y'all may be seated, brothers and sisters. God bless y'all this, this morning. Praise God. Just a quick announcement, brothers and sisters. Uh, I don't know if some of y'all have noticed, but uh, they've been doing some remodeling in the fellowship hall, so uh, putting some new flooring. And um, I was uh, also told that it looks like they're going to also do a new countertop. They're going to start working on a countertop uh, for... Uh, to have uh, some heating plates inside the countertop. That way you guys will be able to just uh, have them there all, at all times when, you, when needed and turn them on. So um, it looks like some nice stuff that's going to be happening there. It's just taking a little bit of time. Um, but praise God for that. Amen. <clears throat> you know, um, there's, there's, there's got to be movement. There's got to be um, stuff that happens. Um, and there's got to be vision, and praise God for, for uh, all, all the things that are happening and the continuance, the faithfulness of everyone here. Estaba anunciando, hermanos, que estamos haciendo nuevas cosas en el comedor, se dice, es comedor, en la cocina también, pero están poniendo nuevo piso, se está mirando bien linda el piso ahorita, y Y también van a hacer unas cosas en el, en el cocina, hermano, hermanas, uh, que para hacer cosas más fáciles, para cocinar más fáciles y, y para calentar cosas. So, uh, siguen orando, hermanos, porque para que el obra no para. Amén. Que siga de adelante. Amén. Uh, that's, the, that's the dream that we have, brothers and sisters, is that this, this place continues on. And let's keep on praying for that. Uh, God bless the classes. This morning. God bless you guys this morning. Amen? No, they've been forgetting about you guys. You guys like me. Remember, I'm the one that let you guys go for the first time, okay? I heard Brother Lorenzo on <laughs> on Wednesday. Uh, kept on uh, holding you guys here, but praise God bless y'all. They're ready. They're ready. They're ready to go. Amen? God bless them. And God continues helping them and guiding them. Amen? And the teachers, too. God bless the teachers, too, who we make an effort to to get stuff ready, and um, and and I see it. I see it in uh, in my house. I also I also see it in in uh, them in the mornings. The teachers there preparing stuff. Let's keep on praying, brothers and sisters. We have a responsibility to to pray. If you uh, if something comes over you that you want to criticize, try praying. You know, when something comes over you where you want to murmur, try praying. Uh, muchas veces, hermanos, eh, la crítica y murmuración es más fácil que, que poniéndote a orar. Es más fácil a pensar algo negativo que es 
algo positivo, algo que es bueno que, que Dios trae. It's easier to get into the negative things than it is to start to think of positive things and say, you know, uh, God bless. And, and you know what? And, and, and I know that there's brothers and sisters here that are praying, and God bless y'all for that. Through the years, we felt it. <clears throat> when, I was, when I was teaching, I felt the prayers. I felt the appreciation. Uh, and God bless y'all for that. It helped during difficult times. And we must just continue in prayer. Amen? Um, the title for today's message is Speaking, Speak Life. Uh, and that's such a, it, it coincides with what we were just talking about right now, uh, that there is power in what we speak. There is power in what we say. There is power in, in, uh, in what we proclaim. There's power that God has given us. Uh, how many times uh, have you spoken something into existence because God has put it in your heart? Uh, and it's powerful when, when we think about uh, what God has put into our heart for us to say and to be guided by the Holy Spirit. Uh, that's why it's so important for us to speak things that are God's will in, in our lives. Uh, there's times that we're speaking things that aren't God's will. As Brother uh, Lorenzo mentioned too, is that there's times that we're saying things that aren't accordance to the word of God. Sometimes we're, we're speaking things that just don't, they're not in, in accordance to the word of God. You know, they're, they're against what the word says. Uh, they're not practical. They're, they're emotional. They're, they're, they're physical. They're fleshly. They're not things that the word uh, is in accordance with. Muchas veces, hermanos, uh, el título del de, mensaje esta mañana es hablar vida. Uh, y es importante, hermanos, para, para siempre que, que estamos hablando, que estamos hablando en accordancia, is it accordance? Uh, con la palabra de Dios. Muchas veces estamos hablando de cómo lo sentimos nosotros, cómo creemos nosotros. No estamos hablando uh, como dice la palabra de Dios. Y no importa cuántos años estás hablando o creyendo algo, si no estás, uh, uh, ¿cómo dice? ¿En acuerdo? ¿Acuerdo? Con la palabra de Dios, no, es todo en vana. En vana es. Y por eso es importante, hermanos, que nosotros estamos fundados en, en la palabra de Dios. Si no estamos, hermanos, lo que viene, lo que, que creemos, alguien dice algo, ah, sí, sí, es bueno. Sí, sí, el, el amor cubre todo. Nos, nomás lo que damos son unas cosas que, 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 que los conviene. ¿Sabes el libro de que, que te conviene? ¿Has, has leído la libra, el libro que te conviene? ¿Has, has, ¿Lo has hallado en la Biblia? Muchas veces estamos, nomás estamos leyendo de ese libro. Porque los conviene a nosotros como estamos sintiéndonos. No debemos, debemos leer en cosas que los ofende. Que quieren mejorar nuestras vidas. You know, brothers and sisters, there's sometimes that we'll just stay in places that are, uh, that we feel that uh, meet our, 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 our agreements, our, our thoughts. We'll stay in a chapter like, oh, I like this. I'm going I'm to stay here. I won't go anywhere else because everywhere else offends me. But I think I'm going to stay right here because this, this is nice. This is a comfortable place to be at. I, I, I like to get offended. I like to feel like I got to look for something, search something. I feel I, I, I'm, a, I'm a type of person. I, it could be that I struggle with some ADD that I like to challenge myself and not just stay complacent. And we've got to find ourselves challenging ourselves. Amen. And more than anything, brothers and sisters, through the word of God, challenging ourselves. If we turn to Genesis 2.7. We're going to start here. Um, reading the word of God. Amen. 
Si voltamos, hermanos, para Génesis 2, 7. Formó pues Jehová Dios al hombre del polvo de la tierra y alentó en su nariz, sopló de vida. Y fue el hombre en alma viviente. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living soul. So brothers and sisters, there's a lot of <clears throat> opinions on how, the, how man was created and how the world was formed. And for us, we must stay true to the word of God. We, we know that we have life because God gave us life. Uh, and, and though there's, it's been many years since this happened, the creation of man, and now we just know the creation of life now as we know it as, as a woman bearing child, you know, the slapping the baby at the bottom and hearing the baby cry, and we think that that's how life is given. But this is how life was given is that God breathed life into us. God saw man without form, just void, just maybe just sitting there out of the dust. And he was merciful enough to breathe into us life. And what's powerful is that through the years, We've seen God work in our lives. We've seen God work in humanity. We've seen a lot of ugly things in life, brothers and sisters, and there's been people here that have been long, here longer than others. I was talking to um, a woman. She was about 90 years old at the funeral that I had just um, given here a few, uh, last week. And this woman... Um, She, she, she knew everybody there in the funeral for years. She used to run the Head Start, you know, in the 70s, and, and she was talking about people that were there, and, and everybody was coming up to her. And, and I, I got to the burial site early, and she came up, and, and I was sitting in the car, and she came up and started talking to me, and she goes, man, I've, I said, man, it's crazy times we're living in, huh? And she goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're not the craziest. I remember a depression that was pretty bad. And I'm like, oh, yeah? And she goes, yeah, it was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. There was, there was a lot of bad things that were happening during that time. It, you know, there was a resiliency about humans that kept us going. I was like, yeah, praise God. Amen. That's, that's, there's something powerful about that. But you could hear, you could hear the experience in her voice of what she had seen. And that's why it's so important, brothers and sisters, for young people here, for younger adults here to hear that experience from brothers and sisters. Uh, hermanos, es importante que hablamos um, con los ancianos, pero con personas con experiencia, porque han pasado cosas en el Experiencia, experiencia en sus vidas que, que pueden darte algo, pueden decir algo que te puede soportar en tu vida. 
no nomás los, los tiras. La, yo siempre me gustaba sentarme con, uh, con, mi, con mi papá y cuando estaba hablando con hermanos y nomás oírlos. Hablaban no, no, no más de la palabra, pero experiencias que pasaron en la vida. Y eso, es, eso es algo, es como uh, viendo un documentary o viendo algo en la televisión de historia. Hay algo poderoso en eso. Las experiencias de la vida. Pero muchas veces, hermanos, lo, lo, lo más los dejamos ahí creyendo que ah, cosas han cambiado. No tenían teléfonos. No tenían esto, computadores. No lo tenían y todavía hicieron cosas grandes. Y hay algo lindo de eso, hermanos. Entonces, siempre, hermanos, debemos humillarnos a, a personas con experiencia. Con años de experiencia. Amén. Hay, hay un orgullo, hermanos, que no es bueno siendo joven creyendo que tú sabes algo. Es algo feo eso. Si tú crees que alguien no te puede enseñar algo, no es bueno eso, hermanos. Siempre debemos estar dispuestos de aprender algo. We should always be willing to learn something. You can't always be a teacher. You've got to learn what to teach. And there's people with experiences that You know, years of experience, things that they did, how they got through things, inspiring you, taking away anxieties from you because thinking like, hey, you know what? They went through difficult times. They went through challenges in their life. The Word of God gives us all of this. Not that we're pri uh, prideful, thinking that it's just what we know and, oh, it's because I know this stuff. Like, you don't even know how to operate your phone, Mom. Grandma. That stuff don't matter. They've got experiences that, and life lessons that could save marriages. Yeah, listen to that one. They went through challenges as they, as they evolved through the things of God, as they, got, as they were introduced into the things of God. So there is, let us never despise uh, the counsel, amen, from those that are experienced, because it could speak life into us. And God inspires that. God gives that. And it's so important for us to be established in that. So as God was breathing life into us, starting out our, our race here on earth, there was a lot of things that happened. There was a lot of things that happened during that time in just a, in, in a small amount of time. Isn't that crazy to think that we ruined it so quickly? <laughs> You would have thought, you know, there's still new, there was still new car smell on us. And we messed it up. But sometimes that happens. Sometimes those things happen. Why? Because of distractions. Because our mind wanders. This is why it's so important to be grounded. This is why it's so important for us to be established. And this is why it's so important to control emotions. Messages like, you know, The heart is the greatest deceiver of all things. So if your heart's guiding you, if your heart's leading you, if you're feeling this or feeling that, beware. Because your heart's the greatest deceiver of all things. Let the word establish you. Let the word of God establish you. Let the word of God convince you, direct you. The Holy Spirit will come in and confirm the word of God in your life. Put thoughts of the word in your life.
But just don't let your emotions go. Amen? If we turn to Proverbs 18.21. Si voltamos, hermanos, para Proverbios 18.21, dice, La muerte y la vida están en poder de la lengua. Y él que la ama comerá de sus frutos. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. What does that mean? What does that mean? It means if we talk too much sometimes, we're growing all different types of fruits. We're speaking all different types of fruits into life. You know, when you hear speak life, it's not only a positive thing, it's also a negative thing. It's also, it's also the thought process of speaking too much and saying too much that you're convicting yourself of things. A life sentence of pain and struggle sometimes. Why? Because we speak too much sometimes. We talk too much in things that we have no knowledge in. There's danger in that, brothers and sisters. Sometimes it's nice just to keep silent, listen. Sometimes it's nice to just speak the word. And, and, and when it comes to advice, because we know that they're not empty words like ours sometimes. Our words can be empty sometimes. There's nothing that returns greater than the word of God. Because the, the word of God will not return empty. Powerful when we do that. But again, we get emotional sometimes and we'll say, well, I think this. Well, I think that you should, you should do this. Make sure it's in accordance to the word of God. Because we don't want them to be this power that God has given us of speaking. We don't want these fruits to be poisonous fruits, painful fruits. We don't want this seed to be spread within our family that causes pain through the years. As I mentioned before, brothers and sisters, there's times that, you know, we pass on generational curses. You know, you, 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 have you ever heard your kids say, well, that's just the way mom is. Mom, this, that's the way dad is. As parents, we, we got to be aware of those things and hear those things. So why do our kids think that that's the way we are? Am I the only one that has heard those things and the kids saying that about Sister Jennifer? See, I got to clean it up now because I said mom first. I said, uh-oh, I'm in trouble. See the tongue? I just showed you what not to do. Enseña, hermanos, hablando mucho yo de mi esposa. Pero a veces nuestros hijos dicen, ah, así es mamá, así es papá. Así son. ¿Por qué piensan eso? Porque hemos dejado ejemplo. A, a unos aquí necesitamos a, a perder cosas, hermanos, ya, del orgullo. Yo, esa vez que traí el, uh, uh, el predicación, hermanos, que, how do you say bitterness in Spanish? Amargura. Y que vino mi, mi papá y mi hijo, gracias, yo ha sufrido en eso. 
por años. Hay personas aquí, ancianos, que sufren de eso. No sé por qué. ¿Por qué están sufriendo con eso? Si tienen personas alrededor de ti que te aman. Y todavía estás. ¿Tienes, tienes armaguda? Dice. ¿Cómo? Amagura. Amar. Gura. Tienen eso. No es bueno eso, tener eso. No es bueno tratar a personas que te aman a ti malo. Deben tener vergüenza en eso, si son así. Si yo lo miro, te voy a decir algo. Tienen hijos, tienen hijas que te aman, que te dicen cosas buenas. No deben estar así. ¡Ay! Así son con los, conmigo a veces, así me hablan. Pero es cierto, porque somos así. Debemos tratar personas buenas, si son buenos con nosotros. Y debemos hacerlo más si no son buenos con nosotros. Porque es la, el, la obra de Dios, amén, de hacer eso. Si voltamos para Job 32.8, if we turn to Job 32.8, brothers and sisters, if you're a bitter person, <coughs> that's a horrible disease. That's a disease that's not going to allow you to experience the beautifulness of God's creation, of life, of love that God has for, for you, that God's put around you. I hate seeing that. I hate seeing when people... Uh, treat people that love them ugly and, and, and are, are rude to them. Got to stop that. But it, it comes. And it comes, unfortunately, it comes with age too. We got to stop that and rebuke it. Ask God to help us in that. Amen? Job 32.8. Certamente espíritu hay en el hombre. Inspiración de omnipotente los hace que entiendan. But there's a spirit in man. <clears throat> And the inspiration of the Almighty giveth them understanding. Amen. There's a spirit inside of us, brothers and sisters, that's inspired by God. The more we lean into that spirit, the more we ask God, the more we wake up, God, guide me today with your spirit. God, show me if I'm struggling with bitterness. God, show me if I, if I struggle with anger. God, show me if I, if I need patience, if I struggle with, if I'm hurting people around me. It's a very powerful verse, that verse when it says, they don't enter and they don't allow people to enter. We could be praying, we could be asking God, please work in my children, but we're the ones not allowing them to enter. We don't want to see that, do we? We, want, we don't want to see that side of it. We want to just think it's, it's their responsibility, but it's our responsibility to change. It's our responsibility to deny ourselves. Como padres, hermanos, siempre estamos pensando en nuestros hijos y que ojalá que vengan a Dios y que, pero nosotros no estamos veniendo a Dios. No estamos entrando, no estamos dejando entrar. Porque no estamos cambiando cosas que se debe cambiar. Qué bonito es cuando cambiamos algo, hermanos. Siempre debemos, no, no importa cuál edad tenemos, debemos querer cambiar algo. ¿Qué estás cambiando en tu vida ahorita? ¿Estás cambiando algo? 
si alguien te pregunta, ¿estás cambiando algo? Dices, no, 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 estoy bien. No hago nada mal. Está feo eso, hermanos, pensando que, que no debemos cambiar algo. Siempre debemos cambiar algo. Hasta que lo moremos. Moramos. Morimos. Moramos. Morimos. Este que Paul. Hasta que, hasta que lo vamos. Hasta que volamos. Si ¿Sí me entienden. Pero es cierto, hermanos. Debemos querer cambiar algo, ¿no? We should all have a desire to change something to, until we are, we're gone from here. We should, every single day we should be wanting to change something. Every single day. Understand things, okay, brothers and sisters? Look, some, some of y'all might be bitter, maybe might be, you know, rude at times and stuff like this, but look for the root of it. Some of this stuff came from places of hurt from a long time ago. If they came from places of hurt, they came from places from a long time ago, then what you need to do is you got to give it to God. Ask God to take it. And it's a work in progress. It's a work in progress. It's identifying it. Hey, you know what? I'm sorry. I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have spoken. You say that enough. You start reminding yourself enough saying, hey, I'm sorry that I, that I spoke that way. I shouldn't have treated you that way. You start doing that stuff enough, it becomes pretty annoying for you. You start paying attention a little bit more. Can I get an amen from somebody here today? But sometimes we don't do that, brothers and sisters. We're not, we're not speaking the life into us, saying, God, you know, help me. Guide me through these things. And we're hurting those that love us. What a shame, huh? What a shame that there's people that have sacrificed things for you, have done stuff for you, and yet we still hurt them. Help us, God, in that. If we're like that, let us, I rebuke that spirit in the name of Jesus. Isaiah 55, 11. Isaías 55, 11, hermanos. Así será mi palabra que sale de mi boca. No volveré, volverá a mi vacía. Antes hará lo que yo quiero y será prosperada en aquello para que él envíe. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. There's power in God's word, brothers and sisters. There's power in this. Some of us don't understand the power of it and how it can hold back and close doors and detain things. The most don't understand that stuff. It's not, you can't comprehend the spiritual realm that God gives us power in. But there's power in it. The word of God is, is precious and, and when it says that it's going to, that the angel of the Lord encampeth around you. He's going to camp around you, protect you, guard you, guide you. Yes, there's going to be things that come. Yes, there's going to be little tremors and little trials and tribulations to try to make you doubt things. But just look back. Look back in your life. Look back at the protection God's given you. 
the love he's shown you. Yes, there's going to be influences. Yes, there's going to be things that try to make you feel and, and, and try to think a certain way. But you've got to look back at the history that God has put in you, experience that he's put in you of how he's been with you. Hay algo, hermanos, poderoso en la experiencia que tenemos en Cristo. Muchas veces podemos comenzar a creer algo, hermanos, porque estamos oyendo cosas. Hay muchos que oyen la noticia y comienzan a creer todos que, todo lo que vean en la noticia. No está bueno eso. Porque están queriendo guiar, están queriendo, I don't know how you say influence. What do you say? Influenciar. Tu pensar. Como estás pensando, como estás creyendo. Nada debe ser eso más que la palabra de Dios. Nada. Por, por eso, hermanos, hay poder en, en dejar cosas y poner cosas al lado que, que te está creyendo y poniendo cosas en tu mente. Creemos que sabemos tanto porque estamos leyendo cosas que ni sabemos si son verdades. ¿Eh? Ay, que sé, sé esto, sé esto, oí esto, oí esto. Ni sabemos las personas que lo están escribiendo. Qué locura, ¿no? Ah, mira, mira que dijeron, mira. Ay, viene otra. Uy. No sabemos nada, hermanos. No sabemos una cosa. Que Dios es nuestro guía. Que tenemos Dios guardándonos. Nuestras casas, amén. But no, 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 there's some of us that won't let go of it. No, 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 there's a, I, 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 I got to read it. I, I got to get my, my dose. I get it, though, when you see the cute kittens doing things and stuff like that, I can, you can get locked in that one. You get the funny cats doing, playing the piano and stuff like that. I get it, okay? That stuff happens, but man, when it's this other stuff, we're PhDs of our telephones is what we're, we have a PhD in. I don't want to have that anymore. I don't want to be in control anymore. I want to be in control, amen? How do we do that? By just saying, hey, enough's enough. Speak life into your life, amen? If we turn to John 10.10, El ladrón no viene sino para qué? Hurtar y matar y destruir. Yo he venido para que tengan vida y para que la tengan en abundancia. Amen. The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life. And that they might have it more abundantly. You see, brothers and sisters, we have an enemy that sometimes we can't see in things. Sometimes they're in our family. We have an enemy. And don't take it personally. Look, everybody's like looking at each other like, no, no, don't take it personally. Look, it's a spiritual battle. See, now, now you don't take it personal, right? It's not you physically. It's something spiritually. You see, at first you got guys got kind of offended there. And you're like, well, I'm his family. Is he talking about me? 
We have a spiritual battle, brothers and sisters. So we got to be prayed up. We got to constantly be meditating because the enemy wants to destroy and kill, separate. And sometimes he's done that. Why? Because we haven't paid attention. But the moment that we pay attention, the moment that we're constantly guarding our heart, our mind, our actions, there's power in that. There's power in that. When we give God and we say, God, you're in control of all things. You're in control of my family. You're in control of my life, Jesus. Be in control of it, Lord, today. Show me what to do. Show me what to say. Show me how to live. Show me how to react. How many of us have to ask God to show us how to react? How many of us are bad at reacting at things? Tell God, help me react, God. Show me how to react, God. Isn't it crazy when you, when you ask God to do those things and, and you see it and you, and, you, and you hold silence and you don't say anything and there's, and I got to say something because if I say it, I know if I say it, it's going to make a difference. It ain't going to make no difference. It ain't made no difference in all those years. You ain't made no difference in all those years. But that moment that you don't say anything, you keep silent. You've made a difference in yourself. you made a change in yourself. See, sometimes we're so quick to change, we want to change everything else. But that moment we don't do anything, we've changed us. We've allowed God to do something in us to stop us. I'm impressed with people that, there's people that I know that I, I just see it. I'm like, man, that, that person's pretty good. That person, you know, you, you, can, you can tell people that it can weather a lot without saying anything. Just give me a piece of that, God. Give me a piece of that. Bless them, God. Bless them. Let them see, God, the power that they have. Amen. And you see, and there's people here that think that, well, it's just because they, they don't know what to say. Oh, they know what to say. And when they say it, people listen because they don't say it a lot. You ever met a person that doesn't talk that much and then when they say something, you're like, I got to hear what that person's saying. I remember in school, there's this kid and it was like the, you know, the, he had the Western aura that would follow him, like the legend, right? This kid would never say anything. But everybody told stories about things that he's done. He never said he never would say anything. Right? But you would hear the stories of six guys going after him one day. But that person would never. You, I never saw anything out of him. Somebody saw it one day, and that was enough. And sometimes, brothers and sisters, we, it's like we feel like we have to constantly be saying something to show something that we are or convince ourselves that we're something. And we don't have to do those things. We've got to find this peace inside of us that God can give us, that he offers us. Amen? And believe that God has spoken life into us. John 6.63 El Espíritu es el que da vida. La carne nada aprovecha. 
Las palabras que yo os he hablado son espíritu y son vida. It is the spirit that quickeneth the flesh, profiteth, profiteth nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. You see, brothers and sisters, again, as I mentioned, there's a lot of influences that come into our lives. There's a lot of things that we, we regurgitate. We will speak something that we think we know, but ask yourself, how, really, how much do you really know about it? Isn't that scary? Isn't it scary to speak something that you really don't know? I don't think, I don't think we understand the, the fruit, as we read here a little while ago, that we're planting with speaking things that we don't know. There's a lot of people here that have spoken about medical stuff these last few years. How much do you really know about medicine? Shame on you. Shame on you, including myself. See, we won't take it like that because we got a lot of pride. But shame on us. What we must be is trusting in God, saying, God, you're going to guide us, God. It don't matter. It don't matter if a viper bites me right on my arm. Ain't nothing going to happen to me because I'm trusting in you, Jesus, because I'm believing in you. But again, the devil uses it to convince us, to influence us, to direct us, to kill us. Some of us have died more of just the anxieties and thoughts our minds going on. Shame on us. Because again, just because you read something, because you heard something, because somebody told you something, be very careful. Those are things that we don't want to put on ourselves. Those are fruits that we don't want to be being picked from our lives. Help us, God. Remove all these thoughts and these moments that we try to influence because we were influenced. We turn to Ezekiel 37, amen? Ezekiel 37, 1. I'm going to read this in English because I'm going to kind of go a little fast here, brothers and sisters. Lo voy a leer en inglés, hermanos, si me pueden seguir aquí en español. Ezekiel 37, 1. The hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley which was full of bones. Verse 2. And caused me to pass by them round about. And behold, there were very many in the open valley, and lo, they were very, very, there were, and lo, they were very dry. Now, brothers and sisters, so we see here, The Lord brings Ezekiel to this valley and has him walk around to examine, to see that there's a valley full of bones. And he describes these bones, and he says, these bones, there are a lot of them, but they were dry. They've been there for a bit. 
I don't know if you've ever seen a carcass, an animal's carcass. Some of y'all city folk, you might not know that stuff. But there's a coloration that starts to change in, in, in bone that had, had had life in it recently to one that's been dead for a while. There's a coloration that changes. Skin that has completely died off of it, where it takes time as the heat, buzzards, and other insects clean it. Keep on reading here. Verse 3. And he said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord, God, thou knowest. Again, he said unto me, Prophesy unto these bones, and say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. See, brothers and sisters, the Lord asked him, can these bones live? And the question would be very easy, logically speaking, no, look at them. When you're having a conversation with God, nothing's logical anymore. Isn't it crazy? Isn't it crazy when you're when you got a relationship with God and you're talking to him that things can be a little crazy? They were very dry. <laughs> they were gone. They're all mixed up. <laughs> Oh, God, they probably could be put back together, but it's going to take some time because that hip bone looks to that other hip bone over there. That I don't know the song. But when you're having a conversation with God, it's like, hey, God, I really can't answer this. Because there's only, only you would know this. And I like this because... Instead of being doubtful, the prophet here gives God authority. Instead of being logical, the prophet here understands that he's dealing with something that's powerful and almighty and <clears throat> just has to speak it. There's power. God. He says, God, only you know, God. Only you really know this. I, I, if I were to speak, I would say no because I'm just human in my thoughts. But there's something, God, only, only you would know this. And, and again, he said unto me, prophesy upon these bones and say to them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. So <clears throat> now he gets to a point where he says, okay, good answer. So if only I know, then what I'm going to tell you to do, do. You see, brothers and sisters, it's not only telling God, God, only you know those things. See, that's very easy for us. I'm like, ah, oh, I feel so good now that I've given it to God, right? Because God's going to be like, good answer. So if you believe that, then do what I'm about to tell you to do. You see, brothers and sisters, there's times that we hear God, and God will advise us through the word of God. God will, we will hear this 
type of prophecy that will come in our lives. And, and we believed it until it got to a point where it wasn't logical. How many of us are not doing things that God has told us to do years ago? Because it just didn't seem logical. We saw man telling us to do something instead of the word being inspired by man. We've doubted because it's easy to doubt when we see a, a man telling us something to do through the word of God. And we go through the struggle again and we go through the desert again. Another year, another challenge. We see here, and he tells them, tell these dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Okay, you, you're right, you're right, you don't know, but I'm going to tell you to tell these bones to hear the word of the Lord. We read the next verse here. Thus saith the Lord God unto these bones, Behold! I will cause breath to enter into you and ye shall live. You see, brothers and sisters, there's something powerful about the word of God. There's something powerful about how God's word can speak to something that's dead, that's gone, that's dry, that's perished, that's over. There's, there's a great example that's shown here of something that, you know, these bones were exposed. They were above ground. I don't know how impactful it would have been seeing bones coming out of the ground, but to see it physically and see a valley full of bones and realize that this is going to be a miracle. But the Lord says, prophesies to these bones, and he tells them, I will cause breath to enter into you, that ye shall live. Now, I don't know, I don't know if that's a logical statement again, going back to being human, right? There's no lungs inside of them. There's no skin that could hold the breath, right? They're just bones right now, right? But I think it's pretty amazing that the Lord's already prophesizing that there's going to be skin, that there's going to be organs, that there's going to be a heartbeat, that there's going to be a vessel that breath is going to be breathed into. We keep on reading here, verse 6. And I will lay sinews upon you and will bring up flesh upon you and cover you with the skin and put breath in you and you shall live and you shall know that I am the Lord. Verse 7. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, 
there was a noise. And behold, a shaking. And the bones came together. Bone to his bone. And when I beheld, lo, the sinews and the flesh came up upon them, and the skin covered them above, but there was no breath in them. Then said he unto me, Prophesy unto the wind. Prophesy, son of man, and say to the wind, Thus saith the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breathe, and breathe upon these slain. O breath, and breathe upon these slain, that they may live. Now, brothers and sisters, there's times that we'll find ourselves in our lives where we're just not feeling life. We're not feeling direction. We're not feeling guidance. There's times that the preacher can see these things, can be guided by these things through the Word of God. There's times that we're just not, we're not moving. We're, we're laying down in a valley. We're not progressing forward. We're not going back, but we're not going forward. There's times that the Lord will tell the prophet, the preacher, just preach to them, preach to these bones. You see, these bones didn't have to believe it. Ezekiel was the only one right there that had a conscious mind a living mind at the time, to have a dialogue with God. You see, brothers and sisters, sometimes we feel like those around us have to believe it. If God is asking us to do something, we do it. It doesn't matter what's around you. You think you, sometimes you've wasted your breath talking to those around you. Because God's not asking you to have a conversation with them, God's asking you to do what he says. Sometimes we, we think that we can convince. This is where I, I tell you, this is where we, 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 we speak too much and we're not listening to what God's telling us to do. Prayer and, prayer and silence, prayer and faith can go a lot uh, um, further than trying to convince somebody or, or getting into an argument. You get to a point where you just give up. You don't say anything anymore. You won't even pray anymore. You've given up. Yeah, I said it. You've had conversations with people so long that you won't even pray for them anymore because you've given up. And why? Because you missed what God was telling you to do. We always think it's our responsibility to try to convince someone. Our responsibility is to hear God's voice, to hear him telling us in the valley what to do. Oh, but I can do it. I can say it. I'm ready this time. I know it's, I know it's this time. And then you get discouraged and you stop even just praying for the person. 
crazy is that? How many of you stop praying for people? And what happens is you've discouraged yourself because you weren't hearing God's voice. You were hearing your own voice. God, only you know, God. Only you know if there could be life here. I'm, I'm prepared and listen, listening, God, what you asked me to do. Oh, man, how beautiful it is when God prepares the heart for a conversation with him. That's the problem. See, this is, there's, there's confusion here. There's people here that are confused here, like thinking like, well, I think I should always be doing this stuff. What you need to do is you need to say, okay, God, I'm listening. I'm here in the valley right now. What are you asking me right now in speaking this life, God? What are you asking me, Jesus? Okay, you're asking me right now that these bones aren't dry yet, are they? They still got a little bit of skin on them, don't they? They're not ready to listen. They're not re- ready to be subjected to you, are they? Okay, God, I'm going to be patient. I'm going to be patient. I'm hearing you. I'm listening to your voice, God. I'm trusting in you, God. Keep on reading here. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they lived and stood up upon their feet, an exceeding great army. Then he said unto me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say, our bones are dried and our hope is lost. We are cut off for our parts. Therefore prophesy and say unto them, Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, O my people, I will open your graves and cause you to come up out of your graves and bring you into the land of Israel. And he shall know that I, and ye shall know that I am the Lord when I have opened your graves. O my people, and brought you up out of your graves. And ye shall put my spirit in you. No, and shall put my spirit in you. And ye shall live, and I shall place you in your own land. Then shall ye know that I, the Lord, have spoken it. And performed it, saith the Lord. You know, brothers and sisters, again, we find ourselves at times very emotional. Being human is being having emotions. You see, there's, there's, there's something powerful about when you can identify emotions. There's something powerful about when you can control emotions. Do you understand that, you know, that, they're, 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 that you add an E to motion, right? To motion. If you remove this E, which is taking away all sentiments, you have movement. It's when you put that there and all these sentiments come that hold you back, that put you in the valley. And doubt comes over when all... You know, heartache comes over and, and thoughts of discouragement come over. 
It takes away from you moving. It takes away from you doing something. That moment that you can say, okay, hold on a second here. This, is, this seems like I've seen this before. It usually will start to feel this way. It usually will start to react this way. And I'll, these are usually the results. How beautiful when we can see it before we do it. Stop it before we do it. Algo poderoso, hermanos, cuando podemos controlar nuestro sentir. Algo poderoso, hermanos, cuando podemos, antes que, que tenemos, uh, how do you say, reaction? Reacción. Que los paramos. Los controlamos. Que hay uh, uh, um, demonio propio. El, el chiste que cuando tenemos el self-control. ¿Puedes decir eso? Propio de, do, dominio propio. ¿Te recuerdan el chiste de demonio propio? Te reprendo, Satanás. Pero cuando tenemos eso, hermanos, dominio propio, propio algo grande en eso. Algunas personas que lo tienen en fácil, que, que, que crecieron así, a otros que no. A otros que se necesita trabajar. Somos como uh, uh, gasolina nosotros. Nomás un macho se necesita y vámonos. Que huelen los tapas, ¿no? Pero hay otros que no. Hay otros que tienen un poquito agua en gasolina, que no se, no se quiere prender. Pero la cosa es que si siempre no estamos cambiando algo, no estamos hablando vida en, nuestras, en nuestra vida, creyendo la palabra de Dios cuando dice algo, no justan, uh, justificándonos. Ya, ya, hermanos, ya, ya es tiempo de no justificarte si, ni si no estás bien. Ya es tiempo que no, no crees que estás bien porque... Tú nomás crees que estás bien. Si todo está mal en tu vida ahorita. Qué feo que es, es orar, hermanos. Y, y nuestras oraciones no, no llegan al trono de Dios. Qué triste. Qué locura. Es locura creyendo que estamos orando y que nuestras oraciones están llegando a Dios. Pero no estamos haciendo la voluntad de Dios. It's crazy to think that your prayers can get to the throne of God when we're not doing the will of God. There's craziness in that. There's got to be something practical in there saying, God, before, you, before I pray to you and ask you my needs, God, forgive me, Jesus. I know I have sinned. I know I have come short. But I know you're merciful, God. I know you're working in me. I want you to work in me. Remove these things that were said today that keep me from receiving your guidance, Lord. Keep my prayers from you, Jesus. It's, it's sad, brothers and sisters. It's craziness if we think that. 
God's hearing our prayers if we're not in his will. But it's beautiful once we repent. We come to him and we say, God, forgive me, Jesus. Forgive me, God, because I failed. Forgive me, God, because I've come short. Forgive me, God, because I've judged improperly. Forgive me, God, because I've been bitter and I've hurt people that love me. Forgive me, God. You've been so good, God. I know I've had hurt. I know I've had loss. I know I've had things that have come against me, God, but you've been good, God. There's something, brothers and sisters, about God's will. There's something about God's will. And there's something powerful about God's will. There's something powerful about God's will. Man, when you, when you can just say, okay, God, this is your will, then it takes away any kind of emotion from you, any kind of feeling if something doesn't happen to the way you wanted it to happen. There's something powerful when you're like, God, only you know, God, if these bones can be put together. There's something powerful, brothers and sisters, when you start to proclaim, God, it was your will. God, it was your will. God, you knew something, God, that we didn't know. God, you saw something, God, that we didn't see. God, you're doing something, God, that we can't understand. But the problem is, brothers and sisters, is that we're not satisfied with God's will. We want our will. We want our prayers to be answered. We want it to be answered the way we want it. That moment that we can say, God, only you know. Only you understand, God. (coughs) Then we trust in him. Trust in God. There's something powerful about trusting in God. And we turn to John 11. These things said he, and after that he saith unto them, Our friend Lazarus sleepeth, but I go that I may awake him at a sleep. Verse 12. Then said his disciples, Lord, if he sleep, he shall do well. Howbeit, Jesus spoke of his death. But they thought that he had spoken of taking of rest in sleep. Then Jesus said unto them plainly, Lazarus is dead. (laughs) I like this passage here, brothers and sisters, because there's times that we're having a conversation with God and we're lost in our own minds and not hearing plainly what God's trying to tell us. You see, brothers and sisters, I know God could do whatever he wants to do. I know God has the power to do anything, anything he wants to do. We, we, all, we, we all understand the power of, of what God has and how God will speak things. But there's times, brothers and sisters, we're not listening to the details of what he's telling us. And I, and I see this conversation with Ezekiel. And, and there's something powerful about being in a position and being 
seeing something that logically to people, if there would have been a consensus of people that would have said, there's no way, these are bones, they're dry. They are dead. They're gone. Let's bury them. You see, brothers and sisters, there's times that we'll hear God and we don't hear him clearly in what he's telling us. Again, because we have too much stuff going on in our mind that we're navigating through. A moment that we can just stop. Muchas veces el Señor habla claramente aquí, hermanos. No entendieron la diferencia de durmiendo y la muerte. No, no estaban comprendiendo lo que Jesús estaba diciendo. Ay. Y a veces estamos oyendo la palabra de Dios y no estamos comprendiendo. Y Dios habla franc, francamente. Frank, is that how you say it? Declara. Y a veces lo declaran medio torpe. Necesitamos a creer más, hermanos, y pedirle a Dios que los enseña cómo oír, cómo entender su palabra. <clears throat> We've got to ask God to guide our hearts and, into his word and not get lost. Some of us, you know, some of us, the first three minutes of the preaching offended you that you just shut off everything. Some of you, when I didn't call you doctors, you guys got offended. You ain't even listening to me anymore. I said you were doctors of Instagram. You have PhDs of cell phones. I'll give you that. You're a doctor of... Be careful. Because what you're speaking out of here, you're, there's fruits that are being grown. I don't want to be... I don't want to have that on me. I want to know what's true. I know this is true. I know what I can control through this. I know the power God's given me through this. That nothing, nothing that comes against me, if it's God's will, will prevail. And if it prevails, it was God's will. I accept it. How do you accept God's will? How do you accept God's will? How do you accept God's will? How do you accept it? How do you accept that you understand that this is not our place? That's the first thing. That's the biggest thing that you accept. You see, that's how you accept loss. That's how you accept all these things, is knowing that this isn't our place. If this is your home, then you haven't accepted God's will. Then when you go through things, ups and downs, doesn't matter what's happening, any of these things that are happening, you're, you're just like, God, let it be your will, God. You know everything, God. If you still got me here, it's still so I could keep on fighting. Help me, God. If we turn to John 20, I'm going to ask the musicians to pass on up. Then said Jesus to them again, Peace be unto you. As my Father has sent me, even so send I you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them 
and say to them, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. Now, brothers and sisters, there's times that there's no life in man and God will breathe life into them. There's times that there's life in man and God will breathe his Holy Spirit in them. You see, we're all breathing here today and we all feel consciously alive that we can do things and we have plans for today. We've got stuff that we're going to do today. There's, there's a thought process of life in us. But when God sees your life and he sees that it's not working to the potential that it could. I say potential, but I also mean you're not fulfilling his will. There's something powerful about when we trust God enough to allow his Holy Spirit to take over our lives. There's something that's, there's something that's, that's quite... It's a courage that comes over you when you're like, God, I, you know, 20-something years I've been doing this. And now you're asking me to get off the boat. You, you know, it's, it's crazy when, when, when you've put your trust so much in the experience of life and, 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 and you know, in, in, the, in the case of the disciples and, and a lot of them that were selected, a, a lot of them, we're rooted, we're, we're established in life, but there's something that's powerful about when the person that got off the boat got off the boat again to walk on water, but there is something courageous about the spirit coming over him, about this life. You see, because the Holy Spirit had to come into these disciples because when Jesus left, was resurrected, he came back and found them back in doing things that they were doing before. You see, we can go back to doing things that we used to be, do before we found God. See, see, brothers and sisters, we can evolve to be better. That's, that's humanistic. People through the years, cavemen, all these different things, they got better. They became better. They said, we could be better. We should love more. We should support more. We should do these things. That's humanistic. But there's something that's powerful when the Spirit takes over you. That's divine. You see, because we could just get better and it's like, I'm a better person today because the Spirit was molding, the, God was shaping you. But we can also still go back to not doing anything and being a valley full of bones. But when God breathes his spirit in you, there's something inside that changes. There's something powerful when God's spirit changes us. Some of us are in need of his Spirit to change us this morning. 
I'm going to ask us to pass on up, brothers and sisters, as we pray. And we ask, we ask his spirit to come into us. There's something powerful about God's presence. There's times that we're lost in in our own thoughts, in our own beliefs, in our own desires. We're lost in it. We're lost in it. What I mean by lost in it is that we, we are so mad and so tied down that we're not allowing God to move us. There's something when you allow God to move you. There's something powerful about when God moves you. Let's pray this morning that God's spirit that's freely given to those that believe, that it enters into us, that it gives us life, that it gives us direction, that it gives us movement, that it gives us the ability to get past where we're at currently. Let's ask God to to allow these bones to connect these bones that have needed this breath of life put into it, these words of life spoken to it. Lord Jesus, Father, we're gathered here, Lord, your church, Lord, your people. We recognize, Lord, that there's a lot of growth that needs to happen in our lives, Father. Forgive us, Father, for bitterness, God. Forgive us, God, if we, if we hurt those that love us, God, if we push away those that love us, God. If we can't even see, God, that, that there's goodness, Lord, around us that you've brought to us, Lord, and we push it away, Jesus. We reject it, Lord. Forgive us, Father. I ask, Lord, that you bless all those with caring hearts, Lord, that consider us, Lord, that think of us, Lord, that are there for us, Father. Restore them, Lord, and help them, Lord, and Listen to their prayers, Lord. Right now, we're asking, Lord, that you correct our, this spirit, Lord, that's unbalanced in our lives. Father, we're right here, Jesus. We're in this valley, Lord, of our own dry bones, Lord, asking you to breathe into us, Jesus, life. Understanding, Father, strength. We want to move out of this valley, Jesus. We want to be directed by your voice, Lord, and move into places that you called us to go to, Jesus. We want to stop doubting, Lord. Stop being influenced and influencing those around us. Let us be influenced by your spirit today, Lord. This peace that you give us, this peace that you've promised us, Lord. This fire, this guidance, Lord, this voice of truth. Enter into us, Lord. We want to receive you today, Jesus. We're so thankful, Lord, for your love, for your guidance, for everything, Lord, good and bad, Lord. We know that it's for your honor and your glory, Lord Jesus. We may not see things now, Lord. We may not understand things at the moment that they 
we encounter them, Lord Jesus, but you, Father, you have something for us, Jesus. I ask that you bless all the members here, Lord, that the desires that they have to serve you, Lord, to be guided by you. Bless them, Lord Jesus. Heal the church, Lord Jesus. Estamos aquí, Señor, pidiéndote la guía, esperanza en nuestras vidas. Estamos invitando el Espíritu Santo ahorita, Señor. Que entra en nosotros, Señor, que los guía, que los sana. Ayúdanos, Señor, si tenemos problemas en nuestras vidas, Señor, que no podemos, no podemos, Señor, entender por qué vienen, por qué ha, ha, lo hemos tenido tanto años, Señor. Estamos pidiendo, Señor, que queremos levantarnos, Señor, de este valle de huesos, Señor. Queremos oír tu voz, Señor, diciendo que, que nos levantamos, Señor. Queremos despedir, despedir de ti, Señor. Tener vida en nuestros huesos, Señor. Help us, Jesus, to breathe this life, Father, that our bones, Lord, can connect together. That there's understanding, Lord Jesus. Some of us are very depressed, Lord, because we feel like you haven't heard us, our cries, Lord, our petitions, Jesus. But we really haven't been hearing you, Jesus. So we ask, Father, that you put peace in our hearts, Lord, to hear your voice, Lord, to be guided by you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus, so much for your love, Lord, your guidance. The plan you have for the church, Lord. Bless all my brothers and sisters here, Lord. Their families, Lord. And Lord, help us, Lord, to take this word, this precious word that you've given us, Father, and put it to place, Lord. Put it to action. Establish it in our homes, Lord. Establish it in our lives, Father. That we stop chasing things, Lord. Ghosts, Lord, of yesterday. that we're guided by you, Jesus. You have a plan for us, Father. We thank you so much, Jesus, for your love. Bless all my brothers, Lord Jesus, their kids, Father. Guide their homes, Lord. We rebuke the enemy, Lord, from entering into our lives, Jesus, to our children's lives, Father. Encourage us, Lord, to pay attention Encourage us to pay attention to our families, Lord Jesus. Such a great sacrifice that you gave us, Father. For us just to fall asleep at the wheel, Jesus. Help us, Lord, to be parents that are vigilant, Lord, paying attention, Lord. Always on guard, Jesus. Bless this day, Lord. Bless all my brothers and sisters. Wherever they may go, Lord, protect them, Lord. Guide them, Lord. Bless this week, Father, that we're entering our kids in school, Lord. Protect them in school, Father. We rebuke every evil spirit that wants to enter into school, Lord, and destroy our children, Father. Let your angel guard, Lord, the doors. Protect them, Father. We thank you, Jesus, for your love. We thank you for your grace, Lord. Continue guiding us, Lord. Speaking to us, Jesus, we ask this all 
in your precious and holy name. In the name of Jesus, amen.